You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. Vicky is back this I'm week. Back. I was in Hawaii. She was in Hawaii. It was had great. A visiting I was in family. Hawaii. Waikiki, visiting yeah. my son Anthony and his family. And, and the grands. The grands. I have two, I have two granddaughters there. Yes. And I got to spend time with indi- individually with, with them. And the Lord just uh, blessed me with a hotel that Steve and I actually always stay at. And it was it was literally just a wonderful time. Yeah, had a great time. And Steve is also here with us. Yes. As always. As always. As much as I can be. It's yeah. awesome. We love, I love doing this podcast with you guys. It's all fun. It's fun, yeah. It's, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know that you've been in our life for, is it 13 years now? It'll be 12, 19 12 years, years this year. You're 30, just, huh? Yeah, you just heard, had 31. a birthday. 31. He's yeah. the same, kind of is, Anthony. A year younger. Yeah, Anthony's going to be 32. But um, So it's kind of fun because we have all this back, yeah. back uh, experience with each other. And sometimes we laugh, and a lot of memories, and a lot of goofiness, and... Uh, we love to um, dog on Steve, don't we? We do, and you too. He takes it really well. We dog on me. <laughs> You're a real dog. <laughs> but today is today. actually a very special day. Yes. It is March 10th. 19. Oh, I didn't remember that. 75. Oh, I feel like such a horrible person. 47 years and counting. Man. Wow, that's the day. Since I met Jesus. Gosh, I met Jesus. March 10th, 1975. Yeah, change it. All of us are here because you met Jesus. Yeah. Amazing. It is amazing. That's incredible. It's, it's kind of what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's almost like I had fun. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like you did on purpose. Yeah. It's like my Holy Spirit knew. Almost. Gosh, that's yeah. that's amazing. I forgot yeah. that. I kept thinking about it all week. I know. You too. I actually woke up this morning, was going on with my day until someone wished me happy birthday, and it's the first thought was it's not my birthday. <laughs> but say, then, say these yeah, letters. Say these words. Say five words. Penthouse something yeah. that cat. Just for the people that now felt thoroughly confused, Vicky was talking about yes. how she forgot the age of uh, one of my oldest daughter. Honor. So yeah. her friend, it comes long, so quickly. her long-time friend, who's a doctor, right? Yeah, Doctor Rocky. She gave her an Alzheimer's test. In the middle of a conversation, <laughs> she tried to. We were actually she having dinner else. at Duke's in Waikiki, a wonderful dinner, and I couldn't. I, I made an error with my daughter's. Uh, I thought she was 42. She's 41, and in the middle, so Rocky looks at me and says, "I'm going to say five words." And I, I want you to remember them, but not now. We're going to go ahead and with, on with our conversation. And all I could do the whole time they're talking is think about those stupid five words. And I looked at her and said, are you giving me an Alzheimer's test? So it was like she looked at me and she said, yes. I'm like, get out of here with that. So now I've, I, I remember the words and I won't ever forget them. Yeah. So now Steve's trying to remember them. I can't he remember. Have them, I have so. too much on my mind now. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody says. Me try- Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is actually the number one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Honestly. Defense mechanism against. Uh... Oh my lord. <laughs> I've never been this busy. You're amazing. But just to say, from me, Steve, you've been uh, such an inspiration to me in my life, and such a father and a friend, and really championed me. And I appreciate everything, everything that you've done. So. Thank you, Luke. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank yeah. you. That 19-year-old kid that came here from England. It was so wonderful. And uh, just dug right in. Yep. Thank you. Never once asked for special treatment or anything. Just dug right in. Wow. Put him in the garden. <laughs> Put him in the garden in 100-plus degree weather. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do, you know, we didn't yeah, you do did. that, no. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, it was just 
it happened. The Lord yeah. did it. <laughs> we did it anyway. Anyway, I just want to say, I, I don't know if everybody knows, though, that you're the one that led me to Jesus on May 2nd, 1979. May, that's right. Four years later, I led you to Jesus. That's Four right. And time. it's been quite a ride and how blessed I am yeah. to have you as my husband and my pastor. Mm. It's uh it's you've been you've been solid and, and authentic and genuine and and uh it's been quite a ride hasn't Thanks, it what jesus dear. has done it's in been our an lives. awesome ride yeah great job well done very seldom has me leading someone to jesus had such great benefits Aww. in my life as leading <laughs> you to jesus that's, wow. that's proof that's the lifetime of benefit there that's a lifetime yeah. of benefit. and package. we should we should have an eternal reward for I hope that so. yeah. yeah i hope so it's uh it's been a, wi- a ride and it's uh 47 today 47 40, years 47 years wow. You're only 48, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit older now. You only look 49. Phew. My numbers just keep getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> That's right. I was laughing today. I was filling out uh, a form online. You know how it asks you to date of birth. Yeah. You have to scroll down. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I'm only 31, but yes. still my years starting to get lower. Whereas when I was younger, I was like, oh, why is it, why can't it be like lower down? Now I'm like, oh, it's, I don't want it to go any further down this list. Now. Yeah, yeah, the list. You, <laughs> yeah, now the we're at the top like, list. Jeez, yeah. I have to scroll for quite a while yeah. to get to my birthday. <laughs> know, they, the they, birth they, that, that silly thing they put up there, you scroll, yeah. they started yeah. at 22. Yeah. We got to go. You're like, oh man, I got to. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like 90, 91 now is yeah. low enough. Ago. I got to hit it two yeah. or three times yeah. after 91, man. <laughs> just, just two or three. He's got to actually yeah, ask other people. That thing, man. Can you help me turn this wheel? Yeah, yeah I'm tired. <laughs> Would someone else turn the wheel for a minute? I got to get to 56. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's let's uh, dive in. we uh been looking through Ephesians. Last week we had a really... Great episode. Uh, without be- me. Without you. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm remiss to say I didn't listen. Kevin said he thought it was the best episode ever. So. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> well, it was pretty clear. It, it had a clarity that <laughs> I didn't could, change, it could change the world, yeah. you know, for people. As much as Vicky lead, being led to Jesus changed our world, yeah. last week's podcast yeah. could change the world for yeah. people. I, I don't know if I should be offended who, or who very listened. happy. Yeah. Which one, Kevin? Actually happy, you should, yeah. you know. That I was gone and it was the best one ever? You should literally think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, That's why I think I'm not. I'm perplexed. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you, 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 Kevin used to be my favorite. We love to have you. <laughs> now he's mine. Yeah. He'll have to decide how that balances out. How's that going to work out for him? We'll see. Yeah. So we're going to look at Ephesians 3 this week. Uh, we're going to start in verse 4. Um, if you want to read along with us. So uh, Paul speaking, he says, by referring to this, which I don't really know. Uh, this is the Before. God's grace. But yeah. by referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men. Huh. as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, of which I was made a minister, according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring the light, bring to light what is the administration of the mystery for, age, for, mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known 
through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. That was one sentence. Oh. That was a sentence. <laughs> no, he, he's a, he, that, he, I write like that. That's how I write. I'm asleep. Yeah. All those people are probably falling asleep in their car. Trying to keep up with all of his, uh, and furthermore, yeah. kind of, you know, he yeah. doesn't say and furthermore, but as, and, um, and, 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 yeah, but it's kind of like a yeah. chain, it's kind of yeah. a chain sentence where, yeah. you know, and it really starts with, um, it starts with, referring to this Mm -hmm. if you refer to this you know in verse four by referring to this when you read you can understand my insight Mm -hmm. what he's saying is when you read about my conversion Mm -hmm. you read about how i came to jesus if you'll refer to that you can then understand what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. this is what he wants to do for you he wants to intercept you now paul the apostle if you don't know he was on his way to persecute christians and it was coming from, leaving from a place where he killed Christians. Right. And on the way, Jesus interrupted him and said, why, why, Saul of Tarsus, why are you persecuting me? Yeah. And he says, who are you? <laughs> Jesus. And by persecuting my people, you persecute me. And, Paul was, and, and Saul was his name, and he was converted on the road by an appearance of the light of a light that blinded everyone but in in two different versions of this story one everyone else was blind couldn't see because of the light and another the other one they couldn't hear because of the noise or something but in paul saw and heard and in his conversion he became blind literally physically blind that's really good and then god sent him to a man in the city he was at yep and to to be prayed for so you go and let this guy pray for you this christian pray for you you'll be healed and and so in that story of his conversion paul is saying here in ephesians excuse me he's saying in, in ephesians if you refer back to that story you'll have insight and understanding of all that i'm teaching you of these things i'm saying to you and then of course he chain links that to all these other statements right. which i mean you gotta read he's he's an intellectual mm-hmm. he is the brainiac of the bible <laughs> that's true and and i think he's way over my head and i have to i just have to limp through his teachings i have to i have to really slow down and take sentence by sentence and and I want to re- I want to remember, you know, what he's talking about is written through the lens of his conversion and how he see how you and I or any other gentile Christians what he's trying to tell them is he is the hope of the gentiles. God sent him to them to bring them the very same glory that the Jews got and this is why if you refer back to this you can see that a, a bad man like me, a zealous crazy man punishing people and killing them was intercepted by yes in the name of god was intercepted by jesus and you can be intercepted too was converted by jesus and you can be converted too found out he was blind spiritually and was made blind blind physically to go and be prayed for and 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 his blindness taken away now it was a physical blindness like scales on his eyes but the point of this he's trying to get to them is Jesus can do that for them too. Not that they're blind physically, but that they're blind spiritually. And he's bringing them a truth that will make them see clearly the spiritual realm. And then he was made a minister and they can be too. They can, everything that happened to him can happen to them. And so 
he's saying to them in the insight part, he says the insight of insights into the, into Christ, the mystery of Christ. So he's saying, I was so adamantly ignorant and had no knowledge of Christ until this event where I was intercepted by him that now you can have your ignorance. you you know, nothing of Christ mm-hmm. and what, and just by intercepting him, you can know. Yeah. And that's what it's saying. But if you just know him, Kind of like what we talked about last week. What faith is, is knowing God. How can you know if I pray for something, whether or not there's even a chance it would happen or not happen? If I know him, I know what he will do, and I also know what he doesn't do. And and so it will greatly change my prayer life if I know him, and that would be called faith. And that's what Paul's saying. You can have his kind of faith in the same miraculous way that he has his faith, if you'll refer back to his conversion story. Mm. That's that's really powerful. And I think there's there's something in that that uh, Paul <laughs> was, like you said, on his way doing one thing, and he's, and in, in, uh, that word inset by Christ, he doesn't really see it coming, and all of a sudden his whole world Change. changes, right. right? And maybe, I mean, it, it kind of fits the bill, but maybe it'd be fun for some of our listeners who maybe haven't heard it, if you could give us a sort of short story version of your story since it's March 10th. The anniversary. So I was a, I was a very, I, I, you know, was a kid who prayed and wanted to believe, but I never really had much evidence. You were raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic and in the Catholic church in those days, you know, it was a sin to speak out in church. You whispered in the, when you needed to talk and you you weren't even supposed to whisper. So you're supposed to not whisper. So it was a holy place. You were supposed to sit, kneel, stand when you were told. You were supposed to file in, file out. Yeah. And it was a very holy place. When you entered the building, you had to touch this holy water and do a sign of the cross. And fucked. when and whenever you crossed in front of the altar, you had to j- go down on your knee and again do the sign of the cross to pass by the center of the altar. So I was raised to believe in this holy, the holiness of the house of God. But I didn't have any experience. And so... Um, I began to get really angry with Christians because it was the Jesus movement and people were preaching Jesus everywhere. And I began to cuss them out and threaten them. And uh, I had, I had had an experience with, with leadership that was immoral and I left and said, I'm never going back. And my brother met Jesus out of college and came home and he was preaching Jesus and I was threatening his life and telling him to shut up. Well, he finally did back off and quit trying to preach to me because I was so angry. He was, you know, like I was Paul. I was going to kill Christians because I, I, I literally hated Christians. And um, he asked me one day if I'd help him move. And he's my brother. So, yeah. So I went down to Stockton to help him move. And by loading a U-Haul, I wasn't going to drive to Colorado with him, but then he asked me to go to Colorado with him. And while I was there in uh, Stockton, California, when he was finishing up his college and he was packing up his you all to go to Colorado and marry his sweetheart, I was stuck in his house. <laughs> and I was, you know, he went off to school his last days. And I'm in the house and this guy calls. I pick up the phone. The phone rings. I pick it up and the guy thinks I'm with his girlfriend, Stella. What are you doing at Stella's house? And he starts, no matter what I tell him about a wrong number, he starts threatening me. He's this, he's he's really graphic in his description how he's going to kill me and cut me and, you know, dissect me and 
what he's going to do down my neck and everything. It just, I mean, it was just like he's well, just. you got to remember those, and those days there was just phones were connected to the wall, yeah, right? Yeah, there was no, no call, the caller ID. He had no idea where you were. He didn't know what number he called wrong. He, did, he could never number. call that number again right. because, you know, my brother lived in this house a couple of years. Stella wasn't there. <laughs> and uh, so, but in my head, I'm 18 years old and I'm starting to freak out. I hang up on the guy and I start looking. I'm peeking through the blinds, you know. The Stella killer's coming to get me, you know, he, he promised he would, and I was freaking out. So I had a pretty paranoid day, and my brother came home. I heard the car door shut. I thought it was the Stella killer, so I had the bat in one hand, and I had a tennis racket in the other, and he comes through the door, and I'm just, like, ready to kill him for leaving me alone all day with the, waiting <laughs> for the Stella killer. And then he turns around, he goes right back out the door, says, I'm going to a concert, see you later. Like, what did you have me come down here for? What's wrong with you? So I'm really mad, walking out the door to him. He says, I'm going to a Christian concert. You wouldn't want to come. And I said, I'm going with you. So I ended up getting in the car and going with him, and the music just took me up, and the preaching challenged me, and the guy was talking about you could know God when he was speaking between songs. And they gave an altar call, man, and something invisible grabbed me and drugged me to the front. And then I began to agree with him. Yeah, I'll go up here and argue with this guy. And he was a piano player, a little blonde. Steve was you know. a little angry kind of guy. <laughs> I'm going to go up here and argue with this guy, you know, because I know, you know, I have my own religion. So I, I, claimed, I, all, right? I, I claimed Catholicism as my religion so that Christians couldn't talk to me. Well, I, right. I, I'm a Catholic. Don't talk to I'm me. I'm good. I'm good. I already believe. And, and, but I didn't. And, and I hated Catholicism. I was so angry at the church. And, um, this piano player, he just was so, he was patient and kind, you know, and like, what if he's real? Like, if, he, if you could pray right now and find out he's real, and I said, well, if he's real, I'd follow him, but if he's not real, and I decided to pray his 22nd prayer, let's get this over with, let's, let's prove it one way or the other. And I closed my eyes and prayed for 20 seconds with this guy, and when I opened my eyes, the world was a different place. I was so freaked out, man. Well, that right then, because I went forward in this crowd, is a pretty. Were you the only one that went forward? I was the only one went forward in this huge crowd, and so I was a target of everyone that wanted me to go to their church, and they were handing me cards and telling me, "Hey, I'm we're just down the street. Hey, we're this kind of." I was so I'm so uh, you know I'm, I'm I might have found out God was real, but I still don't like Christians much, <laughs> and that's exactly what they all were. <laughs> So I started just trying to push my way through to get to the door, and I got outside. I busted out the doors. You know, I was like, get away from me. But I was still in shock, and I was just like in awe. Yeah, and I, I saw this magnolia tree, and I just was stunned. And I felt the air, the light breeze that was going by, and then like an air felt different. Mm -hmm. Air, The world smelled different. And I looked up at this magnolia tree, and I realized I've never seen a green like that. Mm. The highs and lows of magnolia trees at certain times, beautiful. And the flower, you know, I don't think it had flowers yet for that year, but it just was, I, that, it glistened. Yeah. It has oil on its leaves it's and, it, and it glistens. Yeah. The street lights or something were bouncing off it. I just was stunned. And all of a sudden I realized, I know you're real. Wow. And I, and I prayed a prayer right then, another prayer. I said, is it possible for you to never let me forget mm what it was like to not know that you were real. Wow. Wow. And my brother came out 
and he was dead quiet. My my future. Because he afraid you, you were punching. Oh in the yeah, because I told him you talk about Jesus, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. <laughs> and he saw me go forward, and he didn't want to get in the way, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to jeopardize, <laughs> you know. And he saw me storm out the door. Uh -oh. He doesn't know what's happened. What happened up there? What happened at the altar? You know, and he didn't want to ask. But his girlfriend, who's gonna be his wife in two weeks. She loves me and she just wanted desperately to ask me questions and he like don't 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 I'm begging you. <laughs> I get in the back seat, they get in the front seat, and man, I am freaked out. And she turns around and hands me an old revised standard Bible, a black leather Bible. Right. Here, Steve, here, Steve, you need you're gonna need this. And I took it. And we went to his house. And I don't know what they did because we didn't pack one thing. We didn't put <laughs> one thing in that U-Haul. What a, you know, why was I here, you know? And so I opened a Revelation and I started reading Revelation that 1. Night, the yeah. Night. Yeah, right. A couple hours, an hour after I went to the altar, I was reading Revelation. Scared. I think I started thing. reading in the car so they wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> and, uh, That's my husband. Yeah. So I started reading the Revelation and my poor future sister in law, she says, just panicked oh don't read that <laughs> here let me show you what to air. why don't you you know my brother i'm just like glaring at her like shut up you know if she the, said don't read it you probably thought so oh, i said yeah i definitely will read very it. well now yeah. that a christian told me don't read revelation <laughs> i'm going to read revelation and nothing's going to stop me face. i mean i was so angry yeah. and i read the book revelation and i got two things out of it i read the whole thing that night and i i, I came to the conclusion that man he's God the Father, the Holy God that I've heard of all my life, and His Son Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they're serious. There's some serious stuff. They're scorpions, man. <laughs> there are earthquakes and blood blood bowls and 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 trumpets and there's sorts, some yeah. you know oceans turning to blood. I mean, it was like this is serious stuff, and it's the warnings in those first seven letters and all that stuff is like eat gas, man. This is not something to take lightly. You're going to believe, you better believe. If you're not going to believe, get out of here. Because that's why I told the piano player, hey, if he's not real, I don't want nothing to do with him. Mm. If he's real, let's go. And I honestly can tell you that I, when I said let's go, Vicky can tell you. She just was telling you 47 yeah. years ago today, tonight, I I'm found out he was real. And I have been gung-ho. I am gung-ho. What happened to me in that place was I fell in love. And it's weird because years later I didn't know I didn't Anything. I mean I realized what love was and I went I that I, I never described it this way before you know it was years later I fell in love that day I remember thinking back about Vicky I saw her she was 15 14 and I was 15 and and I fell in love that day I just didn't know what love was what I was doing with lust about all these other girls mm -hmm. and all the you know looking for the you know you know anyway. Yeah. I fell in love the day I met Vicky, the, the week I spent with her as our, and when we were children. I, I, I fell in love that day, and I didn't know that until many years later. I went, you know, when did you fall in love with your wife? You know, I didn't know. And I thought, I, I go to the spot on the driveway where I first saw her. Mm. I remember the feeling. I stood up straight, you know. And it's the same with Jesus. I Later on, I said, well, I, I met Jesus, or I found out he was real. But the real truth is, it was later in life I realized, no, I fell in love that day mm. because all my behavior changed. I, I suddenly became aware of his presence at all times. Right. Like a, the girl you fall in love with. I mean, that week at my house back in 72, I met Vicky because she's my cousin's cousin, came to a wedding for my sister with her cousins, which is my cousins. And I hope not that related, all, not related. We're not related, not, not but we're related, related to the same no people. No cousins. I don't know blood. And I can tell you that week, I don't remember much about my sister's wedding or the prep. It was 
I remember Vicky, and I remember, you know, you get up in the morning, you look for Vicky. You, all day long, you're looking for Vicky, but I didn't know that was love. I just thought we were buddies. We joked about her being a Cub fan and me being a Giant fan. You know, she had Billy Williams, and I had Willie Mays. And uh, we joked about, you know, but but when you think back on it, what is love? I mean, I was Twitter-pated with her, and I was Twitter-pated with him. Mm. And I was like, I was in love. I just, I went all in. I mean, there was... At, the, at that altar, we talked about it. I don't, I can't change. And he said, well, what if he'd change you? Would you let him? And I said, yeah. And that's what I did. I went and let him change me. And so when you look at my Baby life, I, I read these books, I read these verses in Ephesians and Paul yeah. saying, if you'll refer back to my conversion, mm-hmm. you'll understand me completely. So but more than that, you'll understand how you become a person. Because so he good. says, this calling is now for the Gentiles. Well, they, they've lived in a society where the Jews separated themselves right. and acted above everybody. And, and they had stories that proved they were above everybody. God who created the universe treated them like his children yeah. and like his family. And this is God's family and the rest of you aren't. And so Paul's telling them, no, through Jesus Christ, you can all be his family. Refer back to my conversion. Yeah. I'm no longer an uppity Jew. Right. I'm now just like you, and yep. you can become just like me. And what you always thought about the Jews, maybe you didn't believe in their God, but you thought, well, they think he's real, and they think that makes them special. Well, now you can believe in their God and not be a Jew, and it, and you can think it makes you something special. Yeah, And it does make you something special. It makes you the servant of all, which is just an oddity in this world. <laughs> and it's supposed to make you that. And Paul says, refer back. And now this very same ministry, this very same calling is available to you that you hear the Jews brag about all the time. Mm-hmm. It's yours now. It's, it's offered to you to take and pick up. Well, I didn't get that the first, you know, because it was Christians don't always get everything. But I was hungry for everything, man. I was seven days a week. I remember back in those first years, I was going to a Bible study every single day. Every single night of the week. I found them everywhere. You just go find these Bible studies. And some of them were interesting. And some people were just there to not, yak. And so I'd, I'd move yeah. on to the next one. <laughs> I looked for young people, you know, because I was looking for a girl. I was looking for a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Vicky, I'd write Vicky about Jesus, and she wouldn't do anything. And I knew I'm, I'm not going to marry a girl who's not a Christian. And um, she just wasn't interested in Jesus. But she was always friendly to me and always excited to hear from me. But I, I would go to Bible studies looking for who, what's God's will for my life. And, and it would girl is God's will for my life. You know, it'd be so funny. I'd be praying for my wife, Lord, who is my wife? Agonizing, wouldn't you? Agonizing yeah. with Vicky's picture. I always prayed at the same place at my bed with my nightstand. And I always had Vicky's picture there because we were buddies for all those years. We, you know, I, I didn't know what love was. I didn't realize I was in love with this girl. I kept her picture by my bed. I didn't keep anyone else's. But I'm praying for my wife, and, and she's looking at this picture is looking down on me while I'm praying right here. I mean, you can't see my hand on the radio or on the on, on podcast, but my hand was a my the picture's a foot from my head while I'm saying, please show me my wife. Where is she? Who is she? Why won't you show me? Why won't you? Why do you let me suffer like this? I love you. Why don't you take please care of me? Please show me my wife. Yeah. So one day I jumped on a I took a trip to Spokane, led her to Jesus, and we got married 60 days later. And it was like, I've been, it's like that old story about I sent you two boats on a helicopter and you still drown. <laughs> I mean, I was there, you're suffering, but I sent you this girl back when you were 15, wow. you know, and, and you fell in love with her and you knew she was for you, but you just wouldn't go get her. Mm-hmm. And I went and led her to Jesus and the rest is history. But 
That whole story aside, you know, that's me and that's my life. And I've fallen in love and today's 47 years from that. And I have not lost my zeal. I have not lost my fervor, my desire to be his. Don't you think you're more in love with, so much more in love with him than you were 47 years ago? I I think, I think, I don't, I can't quantify, but I think so. Well, quantify because I just did. You can, you can say I am. (laughs) I I think, I I know that, I think you are. But we've always been with all, it's just our all has grown. We can, we can handle hundreds of people to be a, what we call a family. We, can hunt, we have hundreds of people we consider to be our children that are, we're teaching like our children to live the life of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, we're not paying their bills and feeding them and all that, but we're, we, have, we, have, we can handle it now. Well, I don't think we could back then. You know, we, had, it's, well, we did have a lot of people, but not this size. You know? And, and um, I think that if you consider back to my story of conversion, then, then what, what Paul's saying here, if you consider my story of conversion, I'm here to tell you that what I have is nothing special. It's, it's available to you. It's special to me, but it's not something that you can't have. It's not right. something that's it's out of your unique. reach. I'm not unique in the offer. God's yeah. offering everybody what he gave me. Mm-hmm. Paul's saying to them, he's offering you the ministry. He's wow. offering you this life of Christ, that I'm telling you I found on a road mm-hmm. going the wrong way. He loved my zeal and he intercepted me. I think he loved my zeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I was into baseball, the way I was into basketball, the way I was into whatever I'd girls. be into, I'd go into it. <laughs> girls even. Yeah. yeah. And he loved that about me and he intercepted me. That's really good. And I was in hateful anger and yeah. he intercepted me. Through a, through a guy making a wrong number call and threatening my life and I'm 18 and this guy sounded like the head of a he sounded like Hollywood would have you know a version of Hollywood mm-hmm. you, you know I'm, I'm, yeah where is my Stella you know <laughs> why are you with my Stella I'm gonna cut you up and I'm freaking out I go to a concert and get and meet Jesus yeah, changes so this story is not special in terms of what God's offering he's offering every man the chance to become his mm-hmm. he's offering every man the chance to fall in love with him and have a story that says, yeah, I'm set apart. I belong to God. Right. And look what he's done in my life. I have no education. I have no, all I have is zeal. All yeah. I have is a willingness to say yes and go. And, and you, you want my life, you can have it. You, you want my death, you can have yeah. it. You know, and just, here's my children. I remember the day in the driveway saying, man, if you, kill, if you let one of my children die, I don't know how I'd survive. I don't know if I could handle it. Mm. And I felt the repentance in my heart. I bowed on my knee and said, Lord, even if all my children don't mm. survive, I will love you anyway. That's good. And I mean, and, and that's just kind of the, the, the pathway. We come against a struggle and we get through it by loving him. Yeah. And we come against a struggle and we get through it. And I think that's what Paul's saying. That's good. You got anything, Vic? Well, I do. I, I want do. to reread the verses I while think, you're talking I think to what, listening to what you're saying, I think we often, um, as believers, forget to refer back to her. Mm-hmm. Our first time we met Jesus, um, most of us should have, you know, we were going one way or then we we're going the other way. You know, there's there's a time that every one of us should know when they remember when they remember who they were before Christ. Now, sometimes it's gradual. Steve and mine were not gradual. They were really from dark to light. Mm-hmm. Mine was from dark to light. Yeah. And it seems like that doesn't happen as much, but, but there's a lot of gradualness. But who were you before you met Jesus and the zeal you had and the excitement you had mm-hmm. and just the world for me was like a brand new world. Yeah. I was lost and then I was found and, and I was dark and I was light. And, mm-hmm. and I was not seeking it. I, I didn't want a husband. I, didn't, I, I had a great life. I uh, was in need of nothing. Mm-hmm. I was happy. I 
I love my life. You were and cool. I was so cool. <laughs> for the now, first time in your life. Yeah, for the first. I, I mean, I just had it all going on. I just, I just knew that I had the secret of life. I was, you know, doing everything I wanted to do. And but when Steve came, the Lord sent Steve, you know, to me in in 79 mm-hmm. um and he just started talking to me and i just remember just sitting with steve and there was this this just like i remember we were at a restaurant called the onion barn grill and we were there was just like this fog when enveloped around my my the periphery of my eyes and all i could do was lock into what steve was saying and it just so greatly impacted it me absorbed into you so for two days he just witnessed to me you know just kind of you know just told me about jesus because we were both catholic we mm-hmm. raised catholic and i went to catholic grade school and Catholic but I just for me when I got to be 17 I just didn't see the um, difference I needed to see in people who are going to church mm-hmm. on Sunday I thought they were in my opinion they were exactly the same on uh, as they were on they, they were different on Sunday than they were on yeah. Monday and Tuesday and my both my families were Catholic and stuff so when Steve was talking I just remember just feeling this incredibly I was entranced by the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit wow. and he said something very interesting to me he said um you can know God in 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take that challenge? And I remember thinking to myself, well, 20 seconds, you know, I, I have 20 seconds. Yeah, I, I mean, to find out what yeah. God yeah. Almighty is real. So I actually, it was 2 o'clock in the morning where it was late on a Saturday night, and I, I just closed my eyes silently, and inside I just said, Jesus, if you're real, I want to know you. Mm-hmm. Forgive me for my sins. And I did go from dark to light overnight, and I had the same experience where, that morning I was looking at the trees and I'm like, I don't think I remember the trees being that pretty. And I was watching the breeze and um, it, I was, I was drastically, I was like Paul. My, my conversion was a lot like Paul. Yeah, so light to dark, dark think, to light. I'm sorry. I think, dark I think what he's saying is that you don't forget that. Yeah. Don't grow weary and well doing. Don't forget who you were mm-hmm. and the salvation, the, the, the story of your salvation is so essential to yeah. who you are because we do we we forget we th- i think i'm always this person who's you know just whoever i am i don't even know who i am but um you know mature and and uh and going through alzheimer's tests i guess you know now <laughs> but uh uh just it's we've come so far yeah and st- i think it was somebody last night i think it was joe last night i said just keep taking baby steps yeah. forward don't yeah. go backwards yeah. and th- i feel like we've taken baby steps for him for 47 years and me for 42, uh, coming on 43. And it's just, I just keep taking baby steps forward and I'll fall backwards a little bit and I'll just keep going. Nothing deters me. I remember when I got saved, I just, Romans 8, 1 was such a powerful verse for me. And I, it's, it's what I, it's my life verse, which is therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus and called according to his purpose. And I thought to myself, I mean, this is before I read before, you know, the context and, mm-hmm. you know, but I just literally took that literally. Yeah. And it's like, I might screw up, but I'm trying not to screw up. So there's no guilt or shame if I confess my sins for he's faithful and just forgive my sins. So not much that I did was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I really released myself. And then I started kind of liking myself. And, and so, <laughs> you know, and I think that's essential too, is liking yourself. Yeah. But going back Paul's referring to your salvation, your salvation story is very essential. And I think you should never, ever forget where you came from. I think that, uh, you know, you said it in your, in your prayer, Lord, let me never forget how it felt not, not to know you. And I think that sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to think back there, but I think that the memory of what the Lord has done is the, 
the the fire that keeps us moving forward, oh, right? And it, absolutely. And it also gives us the passion to then do as Paul did, which is to go on and share the gospel with others because we right. we know what it was to live in darkness. Now we want other people to experience mm-hmm. what we found, right? And um, we've it's been really good. But I wanted to switch gears a little bit just into in verse. Uh, where does it go? Did you have something that you want to say? You had your hand up. Are you good? Oh no, I was patting. Yeah. I oh. keep trying not okay, to pat um, <laughs> Oh, Paul says this uh, to me: the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to Gentiles. I'm sorry. Can you well, say to it? me, the very least of all saints, okay, this grace grace was given to me to preach okay. to Gentiles. And okay. I think that he's obviously referring to his past, right? Right, as right. Because he killed the people. Persecutor yeah. Of, of yeah, he will always carry the guilt right. of killing yeah. these people, taking away those fathers right. and brothers from their parents. How many yeah. did he kill? Do you know? No, I didn't. Okay. We just know yeah. one. Okay. But it's kind of like even he's like even I can be used to do this. God, right. the and, least of these. And I think for maybe some of our listeners, we can uh, we can sort of be like, oh well, Paul was Paul, and I'm not Paul. Or Steve, Steve, and I'm not Steve, or who, and we kind of yeah. like can disregard our capacity to. We are less than, right? Yeah. So, what would you say to people that maybe think that this is just this is just for a special person, not? Well, actually, that's, that's funny that you said it because I was actually thinking about me and Steve, and Steve said something about he's not an educated man, and the truth is he's not. I mean, you know, according to the world standards, Steve is not an educated, mm-hmm. you know, intelli- intelligent. He is intelligent and very, very smart. But you know, so like not an intellectual, intellectual with diplomas talking and degrees. Yeah. And, and then yeah. if you go down, if you just come and interview every person on our team, you will be shocked at what, at who they were mm-hmm. in the world standard of where they were placed, me included. And just, and then see what the Lord has done in them and through them. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would actually. Um, I'd actually, uh, what's it called, C- compare them to the Boeing people, you know, for either, like the intel- intellectual scientists, in, scientists mm-hmm. and, and doctors and mm-hmm. lawyers engineers. and engineers because it's like because the yes means so much to, to Jesus, to God. And it's like you, I, wish, well, I wish you could all come and see what the people who are not educated mm-hmm. In the world's what the world says is important. See what God has done through them, through them with yeah. people right. who basically hated themselves or th- don't have mothers mm-hmm. or fathers, and me included. I mean, you know, my my mom and dad were separated, and and you know, I I, I lived a kind of a you know, there was some sadness and, and some some really hurt in my mm-hmm. life, and what Lord the Lord I I didn't have anything. I remember when we first started the Father's House, and um, I was a pastor's wife, and I remember thinking I can't sing. Um, in a worship team, I can't play piano. I don't really like to be with kids in kids' church. Um, you know, I don't. All the things I thought a pastor's wife did back in the days, because I I didn't know much pastor's wife, because they were all priests, they're all men when mm-hmm. I grew up. And I remember the Lord just. I think the biggest thing the Lord did for me is He let me be me, mm-hmm. and all my eccentricities and all my craziness he and all my wittiness. Upon you. And then he and then he grew something in me that made me very confident of who I am through Christ, and he took my little whatever my little my little two two little rubles no, I don't want to say rubles um, two little pennies we can say rubles we can say rubles the Russians are not our enemies no they're not we love them uh, two pennies he took my two pennies and just put it in with everybody else's two pennies yeah. and it just what I have had privilege to do and what I have seen since I've been a Christian, 
is way more than my two pennies. It's it's like millions and millions and millions um, times millions mm. that I've been allowed to do just by taking whatever I had and putting it in. Wow. So anybody anywhere could do that. Now we're talking about people who've come th- from jail, right. right? So it's not just maybe I don't feel talented, but it's also my my past dictates my future. Right. So Paul, we see his his past and yeah. disqualify him from being used by God. He right? was a murderer, and it's like I I think I spoke on that one time. It's like, listen, people, you're probably not a murderer. I mean, there might be a few, but for most of the people sitting in churches, are not murderers mm-hmm. and killing people that love Jesus. So it's like you're you're below that. So mm-hmm. I think you're you should be better, you know. So I, I'm just always in awe of that the Lord used me, and I'm not educated or intellect as well. I'm very simple, but I can hug people, I can mother people, I can you know just be there and listen to people, and that's my ministry. Yeah, that's really good, Vicky. So where Paul's going with this and what Ephesians is all about mm-hmm. is this is the precursor to it of him writing a letter, right? If you'll just read these letters and remember who I am and where I come from yeah. and then what my conversion was like, yeah. then you can have some hope in you. Even right. though I'm in jail, mm-hmm. I'm in jail for Christ, for the benefit right. of Christ mm-hmm. being revealed to you. So I'm able to sit in prison and write you about him so that you will know how to have the kind of life I've had. Mm. And, of course, he's sitting in prison. Yeah. So even you can sit in prison one yeah. day. Who wants to volunteer for that? <laughs> well, in those days, that mm. wasn't quite as you know, cut and dried yeah. as we uh, would want to say today. Like, selfishness rules mm-hmm. a great deal more today because we have creature comforts. So he's sitting in prison saying, you too can have the life I have. Mm. And don't think that my tribulation means I don't have the Holy Spirit. Mm. He says, what I do is get on my knees every day and pray for you that you will have the same grace that I have, the same revelation of God's glory Mm -hmm. as I have, which is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to tell them, people who walk in the Spirit do these things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's where the fruit of the Spirit is spelled out, where the the description of not uh, walking in a a life that doesn't sin is uh, is spelled out. And then he goes on to tell them what, you know, what flesh is like. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what this is the uh, introduction to. If you refer back to my conversion and you see my life, you'll see that I didn't continue in in the killing of people. I didn't continue as a Jew. Paul quit being a Jew, basically. But he claims that being a Christian is the new Jew. Right. And, and, it, and a lot of people buy, you know, really follow along that. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jew because of Paul, what Paul taught about it. And, and I, don't, I don't believe we are. I, I, I don't believe what he's, he's using that as an example, mm-hmm. as, a, as a metaphor for us to say, okay, as serious as God wanted people to be Jews when, they, when he had Israel, he wants Christians to be Christian yeah. and not, not one foot in each world. And he wanted to remind them that God is really not very happy with people and it's really clearly communicated that God's not really happy with people who are half in and half out. Right. You're neither hot nor cold. <laughs> so I will spew you out of my yeah. mouth. And Paul is saying that very thing. You mm-hmm. cannot claim to believe and walk according to the flesh. That is not going to get along well because you say you believe, you say you've accepted this holiness, mm-hmm. but won't live this holiness. And or it'd be better for you to say you didn't accept this holiness. And, and God's not going to take that well. It's and good. so Paul is saying, but this holiness that you see in me, this righteous behavior you see in me that comes out in healings and miracles and signs and wonders, 
the mercy of God following Paul and doing these uh, exorcisms, I guess, deliverances, it's pretty amazing. It follows him, right, along the way. And he's saying, you too. I get on my knees daily to pray for you that you too would understand this fullness of the spirit that I walk in is yours. Yeah. And, and this fullness of the responsibility is yours. Okay. That you have to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, have, be the house of God, the, the, the dwelling place of Jesus Christ and the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit, and then walk in it, and this is how you walk in mm-hmm. it. That's what this is the introduction for based on his conversion. Right. And then, but we don't stop with his conversion. What did he do after his conversion? That's what he goes on to say, mm-hmm. my life in ministry, how I'm called to the Gentiles, how I endure prison, how I, how I do what the Spirit leads me to do. You too can be like this. You too can be an uh, enemy of your enemy. You too can be dangerous to the flesh, Mm -hmm. to the people who don't walk in the spirit and and reject God. They can look at you and say, whoa, you're dangerous. And because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's my prayer every day. So get on my knees every day and pray for you. What is that verse? uh, I don't know. 12 later on in the chapter. Somewhere 12 to 15, 14. He says, um, I get on my knees daily and pray to my Father every, for you that you too could have this fullness of the Spirit that I have. And I want you to know you can. Yeah. Prayer is granted. It's yours if you want it. But you have to walk in it. Yeah. You know? That's really good. It was, uh, thinking back to the last, you know, Paul, I, just seeing the way that Paul builds upon himself, even you know, since you're sharing that, like last week he was talking about how you were once dead and now you're alive, right? Yeah. And we were right. sharing about how you know dead people don't if you if you're alive you don't do what dead people do there's, right. there should be a difference maker now he's saying like i was before my conversion i was like this but now i've been converted yeah. this is who i am and this is what you can have and then i think three and uh, sorry four and five in ephesians he starts talking about putting off the old self and putting on the new self right. and this the sort of transformation process and right. if paul had have kept on killing Christians, he wouldn't have been able to do what he was called to do, right? Right. It's not only turn away from that, but I don't think that we as Christians are presenting or or they're not hearing what what born again looks like. I think we have changed and down and, and, and watered down born again yeah. so drastically mm-hmm. that people come to the altar and they don't They're know done. what to expect mm-hmm. because we're transformed. Mm-hmm. I, me in 20 seconds, I didn't transform. It took a while for that to soak in, but my attitude, my belief, he's real. Yeah. 20 seconds ago, uh-uh, I'm going to go up, I'll go up and prove he's not real. Mm-hmm. I'll go, hey, let's go, let's find out because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think yeah. he's real. And it changed in 20 seconds. Yeah. Vicky was transformed from darkness to light. Right. She, you know, she was magic and she was a, now she's born again. She's still magic, mm-hmm. but completely different. different. Her whole, her daily life, what she woke up in the morning excited about completely changed. Mm-hmm. We were, t- I had to go back to Sacramento from Spokane and finish this job and, and work my way out mm-hmm. of my job because I was the foreman. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I was running 14 guys. I was, I had to help, I had to help, I had to help my boss, you know, replace me. And every day we would talk on the phone when we could, because we're, you know, phones are tough back in those days. And we'd be talking, and that's what she was excited about. And it's, you're transformed. There's a born, people saw Vicky, they actually told her, stop it. You're turning people (laughs) off. 
You're too yeah. heavenly minded. You're to be any earthly good. And they said all those <laughs> stupid things, you know, because she went from she went from this person to that. Born again was clearly demonstrated by Vicky. For me, born again took a couple weeks because I was still an angry young man who knew God was real. And I was totally different. Mm-hmm. I completely, I witnessed everywhere I went, but I took a while for the things to fall off of me, like smoking and drinking and mm-hmm. carousing okay. and that kind of stuff. But I don't think today we, we nearly demonstrate born again very well. Uh, because people come to the altar we have we have tons of people come to the altar what really shocks me about today that's totally different from the old days for me uh, oh maybe it's only my experience people come to the altar 10 times in a row Mm -hmm. for born again altar call right be born again they come again they come again they come in no this is a one and done thing Mm -hmm. what are you doing you don't understand what this is to be filled with the spirit and allow the spirit to change everything yeah you want, I, I don't care if they don't behaviorally change overnight, right. but if they, they, they change from, wow, yeah. I had revelation. He's real. He touched yeah. me. Amen. He's real. He didn't reject me. Any yeah. of those, and they start moving in this direction, it won't, be, it won't be a week or two before they go, look how different, look how yeah. far I've come in a week, two weeks. But yeah. sometimes they stop there. Yeah, go 47 years and see how much you've changed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Vicky was saying, I am, I just continued. Yeah. I'm way different than I was 47 yeah. years ago. And it just keeps going. It, You're it's way a fur- different than you were a year ago. Further up and mm-hmm. farther in. That's right. It's, yeah. just, it's just this continuation of further up and farther in. Wow. Let's just, hey, wherever we're at, let's just keep going. Yeah. And let's just keep headed for the prize, the upward call of God and good yeah. Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul is actually telling that. Right. right here, the upward call of God and Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's what I have is more and more and more. And don't despair. Keep coming. Okay. Refer back to my conversion. I was dark, now I'm light. You're dark, you can be light. Come with me. God can fill you with the Holy Spirit and change you, and you can be born again. And I think if I have any prayer that I feel is somehow help us get back to people being born again. Mm -hmm. And around us now, we have some people that have been really born again. I mean, we could name them right now, but we have lately sat around talking about things have changed lately. There's born again people Mm -hmm. again. There's like, you know, 20 that we can name that. Really, we're born again. The kind of tra- that have the kind of testimony we have. That's right. And it it's, and it's happening. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can look at Kevin, Kevin and say he came in, again. and a few weeks later, I said, "Man, he's completely changed." But it would be his testimony what happened, mm-hmm. not mine. And uh, I can look at so many people who are changing drastically. We're doing deliverances all the time, mm-hmm. where people caught up in the, you know couldn't leave their past behind, yeah. and couldn't get free, got free. And uh, we're seeing born again all the time. And I'd like to invite you to come join us. And, you know, our school of ministry, our school of ministry light, uh, even our yeah. school of ministry on the move, mm-hmm. any of those things and begin the process. And some people just kind of put their toe in and do one of those. And the next thing you know, they're saying, I want to come in October. That's I want right. to come in yeah. March, you know, uh, September. School September, of yeah, September or March. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't want to get the wrong date, but, and people are joining up and people are attending church and <laughs> the church is growing and the ministry is expanding and everything's, yeah. you know, changing and people are being born again. But I think that's been the problem for many years now. It's, it's grown to be many years as our, our, our demonstration or our witness of born again is our that definition. you come forward and you give your life and nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And the next day you need to do it again because nothing changed. Well, everything's supposed That's to change. Right. And Paul is saying, 
refer back to my conversion. Good. Everything changed. I was even made blind and had to have a, a guy that I was hunting pray for me to yeah. be healed. Oh, boy. Right. I'd be, I'd be afraid to be that yeah. guy. Now listen to what Jesus said about Paul <laughs> to Paul's Ananias. Yeah. Paul's Paul, coming? He, Paul, Anani- he told Ananias to go pray for Paul because he's blind and I want you to heal him. Yeah. You may have to make and sure he said, Jesus. isn't that the guy that's killing yeah. people? Yeah. <laughs> people and he's, who he's killing is like me. It's kind of like lions eat meat and I'm yeah. made of meat. Right. And you want yeah. me to go pray for this lion? Yeah. He's saying, you know, yeah. And Paul, and, and he says, I'm going to change his name and I'm going to show him how much he must suffer, suffer. for my namesake. Amen. And I'm like, anyone want to join? You know? <laughs> But it really is transformation. Yeah. Someone wrote on uh, uh, asking a question today on Facebook about what is the evidence that you're doing your ministry right? Hmm. It was a friend of mine in Michigan, a pastor, he wrote, and there was hundreds of answers that not one of them had an answer. It's like, great. All, I'm, this was, was really the answer. I, don't, I hope no one listens and gets offended. But it was good question was the only answer. Good question. I wrote transformation. The, the best evidence that your ministry is being done right, people being transformed. Amen. People changing and growing. People and getting excited their, about following Jesus. Yeah. And referring back to their salvation message. I mean, yeah. are you excited about following Jesus? I am. More I excited am. than when I met you? Yep. Yeah, you've, yeah, it's just that's my ministry with you is good then. How about you, Kevin? You, yeah, Kevin's shaking his head. It's like, are you more excited than when you walked in the door? And Have you're getting you more and more excited as we end this broadcast. Yeah. Supposed, I, could, I could see it. Are we, we supposed get, to end it right now? <laughs> yeah. We, think we, he's we, done, apparently. It, no, <laughs> no. I mean, it, we've been going to, for a long time. And you have to go to the restroom or something? No, you're, you're getting more and more excited. <laughs> yeah. And that's what being Dang. Born, That's what loving Jesus uh, is, is that yeah. you don't grow unexcited. You grow more excited right. about Jesus. Were you Jesus. trying to cut me off there? I was, yeah. I was trying to get me Why did you just do this with the arms? Well, because I'm on video now. I thought it was a good segue. We are at 55 minutes that's uh praise yeah jesus just you know that was a just to bring it to a close that wherever you are on this journey whether somehow you listen to this and you don't know jesus then take that 20 seconds and say if you're real lord show me or if you do know him we just encourage you to go back to that moment when you met him yeah it's good ask him to remind you of what it was like not to know him and ask him what he wants to do with your life today because yeah if ask if Paul can be transformed, yeah. can I? Yeah. If Steve and Vicky can be yeah. transformed oh, like on. that, yep. yeah. we're not making this up. No, you know, we were. I fell in love, yeah. and I think it's way more important that you look into love, what it means to love Jesus, what love God, than you do look into what it means for Him to love That's you. Right. What it means for Him to love you is the cross. He already did that. Mm-hmm. What it means for you to love Him is to follow, obey, sacrifice, surrender. Wow. Amen? Amen. Amen. God Thank bless you all, man. If you, if you are interested in school, you can check it out at transformationschool.org. And uh, have a great day, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.